Um, I'm excited today. Um, this morning went very, very well um, in the 9 o'clock service. I say that jokingly because historically, the 9 o'clock service was supposed to be a little quiet. But the spirit of preach fell upon me this morning. And the 9 o'clock service got just a little bit of Joni Chuck. Just a little bit. <laughs> My job today is to do two things, to challenge you and to motivate you. I love what I do at Central Michigan University. My students tell me when they leave my presence, they feel more motivated to attack or to do what they're supposed to do in their current situation, fighting for success. Of course, I know that that's just the God in me. So I'm hoping and praying today that when it's time for you to leave, that not only do you hear the challenge that I am about to speak to you, that you also feel the motivation to use what I speak to be a conqueror. Because the title of my sermon today is More Than a Conqueror. I only got one amen for that. Whew, that proves to me I need to preach this sermon. <laughs> More than a conqueror. If we have been in the church um, any time, we have heard Romans 8, verse 31 to 39. We've heard verse 37 when it talks about us being a conqueror. Let me read, um, and then we will go ahead and just start talking about it. I'm reading to you today from the Christian Standard Version. It's the Bible my wife bought me for Father's Day, and I'm just, I love it, so... Um, It's a little bit different, but I think that Lynn is going to have it up for you. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring accusion against God's elect? God is the one who justifies, who is the one who condemns. Jesus Christ is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sore? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day and we are counted as sheep to the slaughter. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. See, when we hear these scriptures, if you've, been, if, if you've been in the church world as long as I have, since birth pretty much, um, I've heard this scripture before and my mind always goes to the place of conqueror, right? So when you focus on verse 30, 37, it says, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So we automatically go back to the word conqueror. And as a history man with a couple of degrees in it, of course, I, I grew up loving conquerors. 
especially those from antiquity. I can think of Alexander the Great and the stories I read about him coming from um, Macedonia. Yes, let's just say Macedonia. And conquering Greece and conquering all of the great Persian empires and going across Europe. And, you know, I think of um, Kublai Khan comes from Mongolia and he conquered all of China. Um, you know, I think of Julius Caesar, um, you know, one of the first great leaders of the Roman um, Empire. I think of Shaka Zulu, the great South African warrior who united the tribes against Britain way back in the day. And I'm, I know I'm not the only one who read stories about King Arthur and, and his knights in the round table and how they fought against evil with their big swords and body armor that looked heavy, too heavy for me to wear or pick up. Um, or King David, right? God jumped on that boy and he became a giant killer with some stones. Um, it, it just reads as an epic story, right? And, and not only did he kill the giant with stones, the Bible says he ran to the giant sword. You realize as a teenager that sword is probably really heavy, but under the power of God, he picks up that sword and chops Goliath's head off. When I think of conquering, I think of those people, those people from antiquity, those people, those heroes in our Bible. But the cool part about all those people I mentioned, the Bible said that we are even more than them, we are even more than conquerors through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the question is, if we are more than conquerors, are you really living that in 2020? Are we living the life of a conqueror right now? This morning I talked about my travels internationally. Me and my wife been to a few places. We walked the streets of Marrakesh, Morocco, me and my wife. And from far away, some other Americans saw me and her, ran up to us and said, you're American. I went, how did you know? <laughs> and he said to me, people in Europe don't wear gym shoes. You have on gym shoes and you're wearing a Detroit Tigers hat. You are definitely American. I said, well, ding, ding, you're right. The question is, when people see you far away, do they recognize you as a conqueror, as a child of God, or do you assimilate with the world? And the question I have for you on this beautiful Sunday morning, what passport do you have this morning? I was recognized before I opened up my mouth to be American, proud to be one. I have a nice little book with stamps of all the other countries that I've been to. Where the cool part is, I don't have to live there, I live here. So the fact of the matter, as you um, move across this land, as you respond to today's news, as you prepare yourself for the political unevil that we have found ourselves in, the thought I want you to understand today, are you living as a conqueror of Jesus Christ, your Lord, or are you assimilating with the world and no one knows who you are, no one sees you as a light, no one sees you as a child of God. When they see you, you look, you sound you text you post like the world and my question is what's on your passport we are more than conquerors 
more than Alexander the Great and all his money and warriors, more than Kublai Khan, more than anyone else that I talked about this morning. You are more than that. Yes, in St. Louis. Yes, in Gratiot County. Yes, in Michigan. You are more. And I've been given the task to remind you of that power today. We are living in a time where Christians are not using the power. According to Romans 8 and 11, it says that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us, which means that your power is founded in the spirit of God, not your degrees, not your education, not your political party, not your skin color, not how much money you make. No matter where you are, your power is not drenched in those. It is covered by the spirit of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? You have to forgive my spiritual aggressiveness this morning because I am tired of living around Christians with no backbone. Allowing the world to go places that they shouldn't go. Say things that they shouldn't say about our God. Talk about me all you want. When you put your mouth on my hand on Jesus Christ, we're going to have to have a conversation. Because we are conquerors. And that is louder than anything we feel. Any thought that we have this morning. No matter how much money is in our checkbook. No matter what neighborhood you grew up from, no matter your lack, no matter your privilege or lack thereof, you are a conqueror. Hallelujah. God wants me to remind you this morning that you are more. Stop living in mess. Stop living in the mess of your thinking. Stop living in this worldly situation. Stop always being tripped in these arguments that make no sense for the kingdom of heaven. Check your passport. We're kingdom people. We're kingdom people. The last time I checked, our job is to advance the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom people. Are you more Republican than kingdom? Are you more Democrat than kingdom? Are you more libertarian than kingdom? Are you more Green Party or any other political entity? Are you more that than kingdom? Not by your own words, by what your friends would say about you. Right? Because remember, I was noticed as an American before I opened up my mouth. Who would they recognize you as? Are you more than a conqueror? Or do you worry as much as they do? Do you use fear talk as much as they do? The Lord gave me my voice back just for this moment today. Pastor, preaching and singing four times in one day is so much fun. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. I'm excited this morning because the Lord, we talk about having a revival, right? We talk about having a great awakening, right? None of that happens unless you understand who you are in Christ Jesus. And according to the word of God that I just expressed, these are not Joni's words. These are not Pastor Rick's words. These are words from the word of God that says we are more than a conqueror. Yeah. Hallelujah. He wants us to know that we don't need to pray to overcome. We've already overcome. We're given it a, a defeated foe, too much ground. We are giving a defeated foe too much territory. 
we're allowing the enemy to come to a gunfight with a butter knife and we're letting him win. Think about that for a second. Really? When that butter knife looked pretty sharp, Satan, you have the floor. Um, USA 2020. We have allowed the enemy to take godly territory. We have allowed the enemy to run rapid in our streets, to run rapid in our education system, to run rapid in our youth groups, in our churches, to run rapid in the way we speak, the way we think. And we wonder why God is not seen in places because there's conquerors in the room. There's conquerors out there in Gratiot County. There's conquerors out there who's listening to me right now who haven't pulled their sword out of their sheets in 15 years. We have overcome. Ooh, I like, I like this, though. God wanted to remind me, too, when I read this, that it's not just the conquerors that I want you to focus on in, in verse 37. It's also the beginning. No, in all things. Somebody say, in all things. Somebody say, in all things. Um, what's left after you say, in all things? Nothing. So which means, Lord, I hear you saying, if I'm right, that I am a conqueror in every situation. I'm a conqueror if there's any afflictions, if there's um, distress, if there's persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, a sword, death, life, angels, or rulers and powers, height and death, and any other created thing. No matter what happens in the world, I am more than a conqueror. No matter what they say about me for speaking the truth, I'm more than a conqueror. No matter what happens in the streets or at school or at work, I'm more than a conqueror. Lord, are you sure? Are you sure? Is there anything else that says say who becomes president in 2020? No, it doesn't say any of that. It says or any created thing. I'm more than a conqueror. <laughs> Woo! Losing weight this morning walking back and forth. And I forgot my watch at home. Can you believe that? <laughs> Hallelujah! Nothing takes away my conquering nature. In the spiritual realm and the physical realm, I love to remind people I'm six one, big and black. But that's not my identity when I stand in front of the Father. Right? The world got it twisted. I love my identity, but if I focus more on that than what gets me into the kingdom... Oh, that was for somebody. That was for somebody this morning. Right? Right? So we love who we are so much that we use those identities to make it. That's what we only talk about. That's what we only do. And the whole time, God is saying, oh, what about your mandate? What about what? what you were created to do, what, a, what about your neighbor, what, what about the orphans, what about the widows, have you been thinking about them, or do you care so much about who's going to be president that you haven't been giving, you haven't been praying, you haven't been doing too many things that have been advancing the kingdom of heaven, because the only thing we should worry about is who becomes president, and that's what should we be, you know, talked about and done, all of our energy goes there, and the people around us are dying to go to hell, and none of us are reacting. See, as a conqueror, I do care who becomes president, but not more than the spiritual well-being of my wife and my two kids. Or the fact that my pastor is in need. Am I so something that I can't spiritually get upset about what he told me he's going through that I don't trigger my prayer, trigger my conquering nature and say there's no way COVID has taken my pastor out? 
The world thinks that we're little wussies. Churchgoers walk around seeking about flowers and stuff. But my God said, I'm a conqueror. No matter if you're a woman or a man this morning, you are a conqueror. Next time the enemy tries to get you with oppressive thoughts and thoughts of anxiety and thoughts of fear, you better respond. I am more than a conqueror, Satan. How dare you? Yeah, we got we to gotta talk big, big talk in 2020. And here's the cool part about it. It's backed by God. <laughs> it's not backed by anything else. Stamped and approved by who? Jehovah. Stamped and approved. My passport is sound. I am a child of God. Romans 8 says, those who are led by the spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. Yes, Lord. There's a lion in you. Thank you, Father, for reminding me of that. I love when he talks to me when I preach this. Y'all should be very afraid when he doesn't do that. <laughs> I'm reminded this morning that there's a lion in you, right? Romans 8, 11 says again, I will repeat that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that spirit dwells in you. It's a lion of Judah. It's a powerful thing that's in you. And we're walking into situations like the situation is more powerful than a God in us. It's okay. Linda gets it. All right. You have to understand when you walk into a natural situation, you have a natural slash supernatural being, God, spirit, God in you, and you bring in that to the party. Which means it's a mismatch. Me, God against the world. Mitch, match. I win. But some of y'all bring, bring in flesh to the party. Some of y'all bringing you. Some of y'all bringing your generational stuff. Some of y'all bringing baggage to the party. Y'all shouldn't be bringing to it. You know, I talked about this story this morning. I loved it. You know, I'm not an animal person, um, meaning dogs or cats, but I like people with them so I can play with a dog and go back to your owner. Please get away from me. I lived with Jeff and Denise several years during grad school, and Jeff had two German short hair, and it was really hard for me to admit that I fell in love with them because then I had to admit publicly that I fell in love with them. But I love those two darn dogs, and... Those dogs were smart, and if I, you know, those dogs were inside all day, right? So when I got home, if I said, y'all want to go out, they'd start running around me. <laughs> like, let's go, let's go. And, like, pushing me towards the door. So they're running around on me, kind of pushing me towards the door. And when I opened up the door, they ran out very, very excited. See, that's what the, the Lord gave me this morning, that when you get to situations, the Holy Spirit is so ready to get out and fight on your behalf. The Holy Spirit is so ready, but we keep the door closed. But I promise you, if you take the Holy Spirit to your place of work, if you take the Holy Spirit to the hospital room with you, if you take the Holy Spirit everywhere you go with you, when you open up that door, it's going to run out and be excited that you're finally being a conqueror. I'm sorry, Stacy. You're doing so good this morning. Y'all give Stacy a hand. <laughs> Woo. Mm. The creator of all is in you to make you the conqueror that you are. But we keep him locked up for some reason. 
We keep them locked up for some reason. Lord, I release you when I get in church. When church is over, get back in there, Lord. I can't have you out here by my friends now. The lion is ready to get out. Woo-wee! I love the Discovery Channel and Natural Geographic. I love seeing about lions. And I know I've talked to you about this before because lions are very territorial. The Lion of Judah is in you. And one day I was watching and the Lord was speaking to me so loud about what I was seeing. So a lion's territory is pretty big. And the lion is, is, is the head lion's job to keep control over that territory. So in this certain episode, as the lion was chilling in his um, territory, another lion came in. And from miles away, the lion smelled an intruder in. So what happens is a lion's roar can travel over a mile. So the lion gave a warning. Right? That warning is supposed to tell the other lion, hey, homie, you in the wrong neighborhood. But in this episode, that trespassing lion kept coming in, Chuck, kept coming in, you know, big and bad. You know how the devil does. You know, give him an inch, he takes whatever the heck he wants, right? So he kept on coming in, and then, you know, the lion, whose territory it is, kind of sensed that and was like, okay, maybe you didn't hear me the first time. <laughs> lion still coming, right? So the lion's whose territory, okay, now he's up, and he's moving towards the enemy. Moving towards the lion who was trying to take space. And as the big lion got there, the enemy ran away. And the Lord reminded me that people are allowing the enemy to come into my space. And they're not allowing me, the lion of Judah, to roar on your behalf to let the devil know you're in the wrong territory. And not once did you hear me say it was me who had to roar. No, no, it is the God, the Spirit of God that dwells in you who roars on your behalf. Some of y'all got to release God out of your life. Speak the word that you know. What are you afraid of? Such a time as this. I get spiritually irritated, y'all. When the enemy tries to get ground, he's not allowed to enter my family, y'all. Fear and and doubt, and, and I, I turn into my mother. <laughs> my mother is a lioness, man. If you, if you, if you, again, if you, if you watch the Discovery Channel, it's so cool because you got the head male lion, and it's like four or five lady lions, but it's that one head lady lion that tell everybody what to do, and the man, that's my mama. <laughs> so, I hope she doesn't watch this. <laughs> I'm convinced that we told, and I told the people this morning, I believe that my mother freaks the enemy out. Because when she wakes up in the morning, if she senses the enemy in any area of her family, any area of her health, she goes into attack mode instantly. And I've seen it happen over and over again. And the question is, we're noticing, because you have the Spirit of God in you, you're noticing when an enemy is jumping on your kids. You notice when an enemy is trying to use your boss against you. You notice these things, and we are sitting and let it watch like we're not conquerors. We're conquerors. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story I wasn't going to tell you. 
Because Mindy said I had to. My mother and my aunts are triggered by non-heaven things. What do I mean by that? They know they're conquerors. There's no question. When things happen, they respond. Heavenly. Women of God. Big, beautiful women, too. They don't play. I honestly think they scare Satan. We're at a basketball game two years outside of my high school graduation. I'm at Delta College. But my younger cousin, Eugene Seals, was very, very good at basketball, won a second off stars. Um, and we were playing Midland Dow at, at the time. Um, Midland Dow had a pretty good team, but we were ranked probably number two or one in the state. Um, Eugene was ranked one or two in the state. Very good basketball player. There was a, so it was a game around Christmas time. Christmas, of course, and I think he had a game maybe December 27, 28. But the whole family is in Saginaw High watching Eugene play. Eugene comes up for a beautiful dunk. Boom! And as he is coming down, the guy undercups him. And Fuki, sorry, Eugene, that's, that's his Saginaw name, Fuki. But Eugene falls down neck first. Boom! Lifeless. Not moving. Instantly... Leona Glenn and her crew, or my aunt, stood up. We're in the bleachers and started walking down towards the basketball court. <laughs> Nobody stopped them, not the refs, not the coaches, everybody's eyes. And I knew what was going on because I heard them speaking in tongues instantly, especially my aunt Joyce. I mean, they were moving. They got to my cousin. Once again, no refs stopped them. Nobody. They anointed Beautiful women coming towards your way. Get out the way. They got to my cousin on the floor, and I heard him say, Eugene, rise. Instantly, my cousin jumped up and started walking down the court. And my mom and my aunts turned around and walked and sat back in the stands, and I'm embarrassed. Like, <laughs> do you have to question their passport? Do you have the question of their conquerors? Was it a demon? Was it that the devil is on me? It was a reaction to something that wasn't heavenly. Let that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It was not God's will for my cousin to be hurt on the neck or in the shoulder. And my aunts and mom responded to the moment like powerful conqueror women of God. The question is, when those moments happen to you, how are you responding? When you heard the news about pastor, how did you respond? Was it spiritual irritation? How dare you, enemy? Or was it, oh, God, he has it. <sighs> right? Fear is a very interesting thing. It kind of shows up when you don't think it will, and it don't leave until you tell it to. Fear is very intrusive. You got to check it at the neck. Fear is interesting. If you allow to jump on you, all of a sudden you see it on your kids. I'm telling you from experience, y'all. Focus, Johnny. Focus. I love John 16:33. One of my favorite scriptures that have really helped me survive in college. But in this version, I want you to, and I want to read it to you. I want you to hear this. I have told you these things. This is Jesus Christ talking. To his disciples, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but be courageous. I have conquered the world. 
is that word conquer again, right? So we're conquerors because the God that we worship is a conqueror. He didn't promise that everything would be roses. He said, in this world, you will have suffering. You will have trials and tribulations. But the next sentence is, I have overcome the world. I have conquered this world in all things. Somebody say, in all things. Say it. In all things, you're more than a conqueror. And y'all, 2020 has been rough for me. 2020 has been rough. My mom called me a couple weeks ago. She has breast cancer. Three of my close friends died in the last month or so. The racial pressure that I felt since March has been immensely heavy. Our politics has lost any sense of civility. And speaking your mind on social media is a, is a um, just be ready to be attacked. So when I tell you life has been rough, life has been rough, y'all. If I didn't know that I was a conqueror, it could have been so many different ways to go. Because if you get caught up in the junk that we all deal with, I know it's not just me. It's easy to let anxiety and depression to be God. And if not checked, depression always leads to despair. And despair leads to words like, I wish I wasn't alive. That was for somebody this morning. Dang. There's Christians who have found themselves in a heart of despair because of what's going on. Because you fight against family who think differently than you, or, be, or you're fighting your family's depression, your partner's depression. It's a very, very sad place to not know God in 2020. And I see it so much at my school, it hurts my heart to the core. So if I don't watch it, my conquering nature turns into bitterness. If I don't watch it, I begin to sound like angry America. If I don't watch it, I begin to use my God-given earthly identities as the number one identity. If I don't watch it, the power that God has given me to overcome this time is gone. If I don't watch it, the power that I should have to help lead my children into the place where they need to be spiritually, I won't be able to go there with them. If I don't watch it, the power that I have to speak against the enemy, to come into the territories that the enemy are not supposed to be, I will not be able to speak in power to get the enemy out of the situations that the enemy does not belong. 2020 has been difficult, but God is still God. Can I get an Amen. I still worship a conquering God. <laughs> yes. The first thought that came to my mind is fear when my mother called me. But my wife, hallelujah, for 
um, godly wives. I'm supposed to be the one leading spiritually, and when I lose it, she's there helping me not to lose it. <laughs> she spoke to me. She said, Joni, your mama warrior, she good. I was like, man, you right. I need it. Did I know that here? Yes. All right. Is cancer real? Yes. And then I allowed that C word to bring fear into my heart. Yes. And my godly wife, led by the Holy Spirit, reminded me that my God. No. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. oh. <laughs> yes, my God. My God. My God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. I'm more than a conqueror. I am royal. I am, I am holy. And cancer is not the last word. It's a word. And according to my word, every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Can I get an amen? amen? I'm almost done. Are you living a life as a conqueror today? Are we living our mission as a citizen of heaven, as a kingdom person? Your mandate, your destiny. Oh, man, God told me once, listen, no man determines your mandate. When you come and stand in front of me, you're still going to have to answer for it. And what are we going to say? 2020 stopped me from doing my mandate? 2020 stopped me from praying, fasting? 2020 stopped me from helping people out? Thinking about the orphans, thinking about, you know, the widows and on and on and on? Is that what we're going to tell God, that we stop using our talents because of a person, because of a people, because of a party? Is that what we're going to tell our God? Is that the reason why that we lack our conquering spirit today? Are we going to give God some excuse why we didn't walk like him, why we didn't use his miraculous power, why we didn't use our, our, our spirit of prophecy, our, our words of knowledge, and on and on and on? Are we going to tell God that the way that he equipped us wasn't good enough for 2020? Is that what we really going to tell him when we stand in front of the Father that he has called us conquerors, he has called us overcomers, and we became not that? Is that what we're going to tell God? Guess what? I re refuse to live that way. Pastor, we are more than conquerors. You and me. And my words have a life, so I speak life over you, sir, right now wherever you are. Hallelujah. I want to read one more thing to you, then we will pray this morning. And I hope I've motivated you some way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Mike. So this green booklet, um, I found, this was my journal, my 2014 journal. Um, this is when I was a full-time ministry here 
as the worship leader and associate pastor or pastor. And, and um, as I went through my notes, I went, man, that dude was close to God. Who wrote this? Oh, that was me. <laughs> and I'm chasing this person right now. Because I've allowed my blessing sometimes to become more important than a blesser. Some of y'all get that later. I'm not sure if this was a dream. I'm not sure if this was a vision. But in July 2014, this was what I wrote. And this morning in my prayer time with the Lord, he said, I need to finish with this. Millions of demons in Satan on one side of a battle, armed to the teeth. They looked across the field, and there was mankind, me. Satan signaled the attack, and hell brought everything towards us to destroy me, mankind. As the demonic forces drew close, a lone rider breaks the sky and land in front of us. God sent him to protect me, mankind. Jesus sat on his horse, glowing of heaven. He turns and looks at me and smiles. He smiles at mankind. He turns around to see the advancing enemy. And with that same smile, he turns and rises towards them and draws his sword. The enemy approaches Jesus as Jesus drops his sword and opens up his arms. The demonic forces engulfed Jesus, surrounds him, and he falls. He did that for me, for mankind. The enemy begins to celebrate Satan, jumps for joy as he looks around and towards me and mankind. As his troops begin to gather the ground begins to shake, and a glowing being appears back on a horse, and the enemy begins to tremble and run. Jesus was alive, and his sword was drawn. The glowing, armed Son of God chased the enemy, Satan, back away from me and mankind. And Jesus rolled back to mankind and said to me, believe in me and accept your freedom. My father wants a relationship with you. Wow. As I read this, I can remember. So I don't, again, I don't, can't remember if it was a dream or if it was a, a daydream, but I remember the glow of Jesus on that horse when he reappeared. So the question is are you going to accept your freedom this morning? The question is are you going to accept who you are in Christ this morning? Are you more than a conqueror? Check your passport at the door. Are you a light in darkness? Are you Daniel in Babylon? Because I work in Babylon. Are you Daniel? If you don't know who that is, read Daniel. Very interesting. Are we bowing to idols we shouldn't be bowing to? Are we living a life like we're not conquerors? But know, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Speak life. Speak life. Speak life.
Father, I love you this morning. Lord, I did the best that I could to express your heartbeat in this area. I pray that the words that were spoken today will live in our hearts and minds, that we will live a life, a victorious life. Lord, you said that we would have trials and tribulations and sufferings in this world, but you also wanted us to remind us that you overcome, you overcame, and that you've conquered this world. If you are here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, please know that the conquering spirit I speak of is meant for those who have Jesus in their heart. Jesus, the conqueror in you, makes you the conqueror. And if you don't have Jesus in your heart, or maybe you're straight away just a little bit, it's important that you understand that, it's, that Jesus back in your heart as number one, God is number one, will put you in a place where you are a conqueror. If that's you in this room, I would love to pray. I'm not going to have you come up, but just as everybody's eyes are bowed and closed, raise your hand for me, and we're going to pray a prayer that once we are done, it will reconnect you or connect you for the first time with heavenly God and according to the word of God. Your name is written in the book of life, and that officially makes you more than a conqueror. Is there anyone in the room today? Anyone in the room that would say, Jonathan, I want to reconnect. Or for the first time, I want to make that dedication. I see a couple. I mean, I know I can't really see you at home for those who are watching. So let's say a prayer together. I'm going to say a prayer and, and just repeat after me. Like, remember, our prayer team is here. Our prayer team is available. If you call our number, um, you'll be able to speak with someone and let them know that you gave your life to the Lord. Let them know that you rededicate yourself and you want to begin a life, a victorious life with Jesus. So repeat after me. Say, Father God, I have sinned. And I have come short of your glory. But I believe in your son, Jesus. And your word says, if I say Jesus is my Savior, and I believe that in my heart, that I will be saved. So I, will, I believe in Jesus, and I believe that he is my Savior. I believe that he died on the cross, and he rose again for me, that I may live. And now that my name is written, in the book of life in heaven. Can I get an amen and a clap this morning? If you said that prayer for the first time, just know that heaven is having a party on your behalf right now. You know, um, so as we leave, please don't forget to pray for pastor. Pray for your communities. Um, may your eyes and life think of people more than self. May you advance the kingdom. Advance the kingdom. Speak life and know in all of these things you are more than a conqueror. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for tuning in.
keep Pastor Rick in prayer, his family, but I believe to the core of my heart that everything is going to be okay because we worship a powerful, conquering God. Let the lion come out of you this week. Don't keep the lion um, locked up. And, well, how do I do that? Pray every morning, right? What did the pastor say? Keep your nose in the book, your knees bent, and what else? Stay connected with the body some way, somehow. We're back here on Wednesday. I'm speaking again. Come out, support, or come online, whatever you want to do. Thank you so much for coming. Bye.